This is the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup presented to you by High Five Tom and in conjunction with VFTR 2.0, all part of the amazing family of... Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, what up, high fibers? What up, high flyers? Your boy, high five, Tom. And I just want to do a really quick preamble here uh, before the great conversation I had uh, with Mr. Hartenbauer. Uh, like I talked about a little bit earlier, uh, 2024 does bring some uh, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup expansion. Uh, so that in addition to the 414 Wrestling Conversations uh, that we'll be doing, I do want to expand uh, and kind of put over uh, wrestlers from other states. Obviously, uh, if you listen to the show or if you know me personally, you know, I am from Milwaukee, you know, and ICW Milwaukee is the quote-unquote home promotion, and uh, obviously AAW is, uh, is a close second, even though it is in Chicago from Milwaukee. Uh, but I do want to expand uh, the horizons here and uh, help put over uh, wrestlers all over the Midwest. Uh, that's really what the intent of this podcast is. Uh, so my intention is, it's over 2024, is to get uh, you know a wrestler to highlight from each state in the Midwest that we've got listening here. And uh, the first one, obviously, one of my personal favorite wrestlers, it's been uh, really awesome to see how uh, hard he's worked and uh, how much um, he's done coming out of the pandemic uh, and everything. So Mr. Uh, Hartenbauer uh, representing uh, the great wrestling state of Illinois. Uh, but, you know, I've got uh, things coming up from my one hip wrestlers in uh, Minnesota, uh, both North and South Dakota, you know, through Kansas and Nebraska. Obviously, the St. Louis area is rich in wrestling history. i uh, got a couple people lined up, hopefully, from Indiana, uh, Ohio, and Michigan. So uh, this is the first installment of uh, the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, really kind of expanding uh, to wrestlers all throughout uh, the Midwest. So I hope you enjoyed this great conversation. It was a blast. I can't thank Hartenbauer enough. Uh, it was great uh, and typical high five time style. Um, you know, we only recorded for an hour, but we talked for almost two. So uh, make sure you're following Hartenbauer on, on all the links. Uh, hit up that Pro Wrestling Tees. I just bought a shirt myself uh, that I'll be rocking at the next AAW show. But uh, yeah, hope uh, all the high fivers and high flyers enjoy this conversation because uh, I sure shit did. So enjoy, everybody. Yeah. All right, what up, high fivers? What up, high flyers? It's your boy. High five, Tom, and I've got my new friend here, uh, Mr. Hartenbauer here, my first guest as we expand out into the Midwestern Hemisphere, uh, my first guest on this, uh, representing the great state of Illinois. Uh, Hartenbauer, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Tom. How are you today? I I am great. Um, like I said, I know the weather's been been an issue. Um, obviously, I know that affected you last weekend, so I think we're all still kind of shoveling out. And You know, I mean, I, I lived in cold weather for all 46 of my years, and this is one of the weirder storms. Do you guys get hit pretty hard too? I'm assuming then, huh? Yeah, and we just got hit again last night. I don't think it's going to affect any travel for me this weekend. But yeah, last weekend um, missed out on two shows: one in uh, Wisconsin, uh, a couple hours north-ish of you, and then out in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So I'm ready to get back in the ring this weekend. Good, good. Um, yeah, speaking of before we start, so where are you going to be this weekend? I'll be at uh, Iron Spirit Pro okay, in right, yeah. Bloomington, Bloomington, Illinois. Nice. Yeah, because that's pretty close to you relatively. Obviously, I don't want to give you your exact location, but... It's it's an hour south of me, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'll i walk there if I have to. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that on Facebook. I had to chuckle. I'm like, hey. Yeah, so um, I don't know much about them. Um, is that a relatively new? Have they been running a while? 
Yeah, I want to say they've been they've been at it four or five years actually. Okay. Um, but I I don't think they run monthly. Um, so I think it's one of those those things where wrestling time is uh is kind of crazy. Um, even even like an hour drive. If you if you tell that to a normal person, they're gonna say. Wow, that's an hour away. I'm not driving an hour. You tell it to a wrestler, they're gonna say, "Oh, that's like going across the street." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think sometimes if you do, if you're only doing four or five shows a year, five years can go by in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and it's it's funny. Thank you, yeah, because I I was famously out of wrestling for a long time. I started in this um, I found podcasts, and I won't get into it now, but so basically, yeah, I started going back to live wrestling back. It was December 2018. It's just crazy to think that's been five years already. It's like, holy right. shit. Yeah, but that, yeah, it's, um, yeah, you know, I'll have, I'll run into guys, um, you know, occasionally speaking of that, you know, that, um, that Omaha show, uh, Magnum, you know, when I was down there in November, I saw some guys that I hadn't seen in five or six years. And it felt like it, it was just yesterday yeah. when we're catching up and there's guys that, you know, I'll see it Dreamwave, and it's like, wow, you know, how, how's it, you know, you, you'll talk and you just catch up like no time has passed. And it, and it had been six months or a year or three years, five years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how time, time works. Yeah. It's, it's really a brotherhood and sisterhood for you guys, I'd imagine. So yeah, time, yeah. time flat circle, like PWG always says. So, um, but we'll start at the very, 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 very beginning. So obviously um, what were your first memories of wrestling? Like actually before you even became a wrestler. Oh, wow. Um, honestly, I, you know, I'll talk to, and I guess everybody has a different story and there's no, uh, two journeys are exactly alike. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I hear a ton of people always talk about how, oh yeah, I remember, you know, my parents were watching wrestling or my, I was watching wrestling with my grandparents and I was five or six or seven years old. I remember this WrestleMania or that, you know, um, I want to say I was like 10, 11, 10, 11 years old, um, which now it kind of sounds like, yeah, I, I was still really young, but I wasn't like five or six. I know, you know, I have some people are like, yeah, I was five or six and I was doing this and doing that. Um, but um, yeah, I remember my friends all would order the pay-per-views um, by, by order the pay-per-views. I mean, they were probably getting like the illegal, like, Right. You know, cheater box streams of them uh, <laughs> back in the back in the late 90s. Um, but I remember, um, yeah, it was probably, um, you know, NWO, Stone Cold, Attitude Era. Um, yeah, I, I remember, you know, we watched the pay-per-views. There were a couple friends of mine. We'd watch those on Sunday nights. And then I just remember it's, and I don't know if it's like this anymore for kids, but um, going to school on Monday morning, you're talking about, oh, man, did you see how, you know, this ended last night and whatever? Oh, my God, we can't wait to get home from school. And, you know, I got to do homework. I got to do this. I got to do that because now Monday Night Wars, you know, that's what you're you're tuning in at seven o'clock. You got an hour of just WCW. And yep. now we got to turn on, you know, turn on Monday Night Raw and. And then it's the same thing Tuesday. It's like, oh man, last night was crazy. And <laughs> I remember that stuff. And, and, you know, all week then, you know, we're playing, you know, in our friends' backyards and we're on the trampoline and choke slamming each other. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, just crazy stuff. That, that's, those are my first memories. 
Nice. Yeah, it's um and like I said, and then and, you know the the younger generation too. I've been I've been talking to a couple people. Um, a lot of kids get into wrestling from video games nowadays. You know, that's a, yeah. That's a couple of generations below. I was, I was just like, wow. I mean, I remember magazines, but I was like, video games. Like, huh? That makes sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are always. Yeah, I didn't play. I mean, I remember playing like you know WWF No Mercy and like WCW NWO Revenge. Um, but yeah, really, other than that, I didn't play, and I'm still not really a video game guy. Um, yeah, I'll play some Mario Kart all day long, but. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was mainly, um, I remember going, you know, I'd, I'd go to the mall with my mom and I would always just say, Hey, I'm going to the bookstore. I'm going to, you know, I'm just reading wrestling magazines and we'd go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to the magazines. Like, you know, um, yeah, that was, that, that's what I remember getting. Yeah. That's how I got in. Yeah, because I mean, I lived in a um, growing up, so I lived in a, a little bit rural area. So it was like a um, literally, I'm not even exaggerating, like a two mile walk to the gas station. Um, yeah, sit there for hours just reading all the old WWF magazines and after magazines and all that good stuff. So you know, I, I mean, I I disappeared for I mean, literally like three four hours. My mom be like, "Where did you go?" I'm like, "I was in the gas station." It's like, gas station's like two and a half. And I'm like, "Well, you know." It's, <laughs> You know, so yeah, it's, you know, whatever, whatever gets people into wrestling. So, um, as a kid, so I mean, obviously, you're wrestling with your friends, but did you have an inkling that you wanted to be a wrestler as a kid then? Did I? Well, I'm sorry. Did you have an inkling that you wanted to be a wrestler as a kid then? Yeah, I, I, I have a vivid memory. I had to have been, you know, this had to have been when I was like 10 or 11, um, of writing a letter to Bret Hart. I don't know why Bret Hart, um, because honestly, I didn't see, you know, get, getting in at, I, I, I want to say, you know, like I said, I probably started watching like, um, you know, early 1998. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know why Bret Hart, I probably read a book or I, I don't know what it was, but I wrote Bret Hart a letter where I sent it to, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's not like I was just like, Oh, here, let me look in the phone book for Bret Hart. Right. Um, I, you know, so I don't know where that letter went to. Um, but yeah. And I mean, there's, there's third grade, fourth grade, whatever it would be like maybe fifth. Um, I, and I actually, I, I would like to, I don't know what the, the, um, protocol is here to just call or email, my my old grade school but i kind of want to see if i can get some copies of those old yearbooks because when you know in the what do you want to be when you grow up there's at least one of them you know where i said that i wanted to be a professional wrestler that's awesome yeah and i i know you talked about this a little bit on uh the windy city slam podcast and like i always say if you're not if you're listening to this and you're not listening to mike pankow with the windy, windy city slam make sure you are but uh you did actually get to work uh bret hart a couple months ago so you didn't have the heart to ask him if you ever got the letter, huh? No, I don't think he would have quite remembered. <laughs> but yeah, no, Brett was great. That was the second time we had had him at Dreamwave, and uh, just he's just great. Really, really um, down to earth, um, witty, funny guy. And you know, if if you can pick his brain for a few minutes, he's, I mean, <laughs> one of the best of all time. Yeah, I mean, and and that's right up my alley. Bret Hart's still my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, Jeff Cobb is creeping up slowly up to number two. Uh, totally oh, yeah. 
files, by the way. Um, yeah, growing up as a enlisted when I came back, um, Swoggle up for uh, ACW had a, a meet and greet with Bret Hart. And I don't get starstruck very often, but I was in line. I was like, holy fuck, that's Bret Hart right there. So Yeah, wild. Yeah, 98. I mean, he's definitely kind of, that's just after the whole Montreal screw job. He's not, I mean, he's in WCW, but I mean. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know why it was Bret Hart. I mean, because, um, you know, uh, you know, funnily enough, I was at that time, I was a big Goldberg guy, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's why I do the spear. Um, I was a big Stone Cold Steve Austin guy. Um, you know, a few years later, I really, really liked Triple H's work. Um, but I mean, yeah, I was a really big Kevin Nash fan. So I liked those guys that were larger than life characters. Um, but they're not doing anything, you know, incredibly complex in the ring. Um, which probably explains why I, uh, work the way that I do. Um, but, uh, so it's, so it's funny that, you know, Bret Hart was the one that I was writing letters to when I was a kid. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, Stone Cold, I mean, that guy mastered, you know, being a character. I mean, obviously he really could go when he wanted to, but I mean, his character didn't have to. Yeah. But before, before, um, the, you know, that, that first really bad, I don't know if it was his first, but before the, the really bad neck injury, um, yeah, some of his his earlier work, uh, you watch it and you're like, oh shit, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, and that's wild. Yeah, just completely different, completely different worker. Yeah, and it's funny. And listen, speaking of, like we were talking about time earlier, it's crazy to think you know he only wrestled for 14 years total. It's wild. You know, he started in '89 and was done in '03. It's just like, really, it's just like wow. And I mean, what an impact! And you know, I'm glad he's found a niche because, um, ironically enough, his podcast is one of the things that got me back into wrestling. Yeah. Um, it was good to see, yeah, because I, I was gone for a while, and it was simply access because I didn't have internet or cable or anything for. Um, how long? How long were you out out of wrestling? Gosh, almost twelve to fifteen years. Okay, yeah. See, so when I, and I think a lot of people probably have a similar story, um, because wrestling goes in. Sometimes it's trendy. Sometimes it's cool. Now, now I don't care. You get a little older, and you don't really care. Yeah. You know, you don't care if you're like, oh, I don't. I like wrestling. I don't care if you, you know what I mean? You don't care what people think of you. Um, but the, you know, I, I liked wrestling and then I didn't like wrestling. And then the people that I hung out with, they didn't watch it. So I kind of just got out of it. Um, I probably in high school and then, um, started watching again a little bit here and there. And then I, I watched for a couple of years and then I got out again and then it was definitely um, like 2011 um, when I got back in, um, you know, like I said, there was on and off there for probably, um, probably like 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then 2011, uh, the CM Punk stuff. Yeah. That, that really like hooked me. I, I love that. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, I, then and it was shortly thereafter that I got in the business myself. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's, uh, yeah, so let's, that's a good segue. So, because you pretty much started training roughly around 2012, right? So right after that then, huh? Right after the pipe. Right. Yep, 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 yep. And honestly, like, you know, again, not everybody has the same journey. Um, 
And I always think of um, Diamond Dallas Page. He didn't get in the business until he was 35. How, 35? Yeah, yeah I, I knew he was in his in his mid to late 30s there. And I mean, so I always feel bad when I'm like, oh, I didn't start, you know, I didn't take my first bump till I was 25, 26. But, um, you know, because nowadays I feel like all these kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 19, 20. I've been wrestling for two or three years. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. But, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, my very first, um, I went to a couple uh, independents locally uh, when I was a kid. I just don't think I really knew how many were out there. Um, and you know, I, and I think a lot of people still, even today, they just think there's WWE. Yeah. You know, they don't even know. I, I mean, honestly, if you, if you went and knocked on your neighbor's door and asked them what AEW was, they wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's not a knock on AEW. That's just the way it is. Pro wrestling is still just such a, a niche, you know, um, art form. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. I, um, went to a couple shows in LaSalle, probably late 99, um, went to a couple, um, shows then in 2011. I actually just shared that on, um, on my social media. I found some, some ticket stubs from, from when I went to some Dreamwave shows, uh, which is, which is my home promotion. Um, just right down the street from me. And, uh, you know, I went to those shows and I remember where I was sitting. I remember some of the matches. I remember the special guests, which for, for, a, you know, that's why I'm really big on like, you know, getting casual fans to shows, um, with those, those big names. And then from there on out, it's, it's once you get them in the house, it's the, you know, the guys like me, it's, it's our job to want them to come back again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, re I remember going to those shows and I was like, man, this is what I wanted. It reignited that for me. I was like, this is what I wanted to do when I was a kid, when I was 10, 11, 12, 15 years old. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And it, and it got away from me for, you know, 10, 12 years. And, uh, you know, at that point I'm thinking, well, it's too late, you know, whatever. Um, and then Dreamwave announced that they were doing, and they had actually had a school but that was, I had missed that by about a year or so. Okay. And um, they announced that they were doing a seminar um, with Ali. Um, and uh, I don't want to just say the rest is history, but, um, you know, I signed up for that. And, you know, I, going into it, I didn't know what to expect. I honestly, if, if you told me now, if you told me then, you know, <laughs> like, everything that would have happened, I'd have been like, there's no way that all of this would have happened. Um, mm -hmm. I think at that point, if you'd have told me you're going to have one match, I'd have been thrilled. Yeah. I would have been absolutely thrilled and I would have considered it a, a win. And I'd have been like, you know, I, I tried it and um, it just, not that it wasn't for me. It was just, it didn't seem realistic to me at that point yeah. um, to be traveling every weekend um to just everything it's been a, it's been a really fun ride the last you know 11 12 years yeah so and then uh yeah because you started training 2012 and uh i mean was it about six months or so before you got in the ring um yeah that, i kind of i mean i 
anytime I have like kids ask me today, I, I tell them not to do the things that I did. I mean, I would go to a wrestling school yeah. uh, and, and train and train and train and train and train. Um, I got a lot of my work kind of on the fly. Um, and, uh, and, and it definitely took me a longer time to, to understand and grasp, you know, uh, match structure and all of that stuff. It took me a long time to get all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was, um, and you know, it, I don't, I don't blame anybody for this. It just, my life was so much different in 2012, 13, you know, I, I had a full-time job, um, and I was more focused on that kind of, not, I don't know if I was focused on it, but, um, I, again, I just didn't really think that it was a, a possibility. Um, so I was really only working the Dreamwave shows. Um, I worked under a hood. I was, just, that was pretty much to get comfortable working, uh, in front of crowds. Um, and like, you know, I, I refed the matches, uh, I kind of did a little bit of everything, and then it would have been um, late, like 2013-ish, where I started, uh, you know, oh, hey, some of the guys that I was friends with were like, hey, we're going to this show. Would you like to come with us? Or, oh, we can get you on this show. Um, so I traveled a little bit there. Um, and then, like, 2015, 2016, I kind of started um, finding myself a little bit, but it, but it still wasn't um, – I mean, if you look at my 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 body of work the last three years, those first eight years, the, again, these last three years do not even I mean, it, it just overshadows everything I did that first eight years. Yeah, it's uh, you, you've been on a good run and we'll get onto that a little bit later. But uh, on backtrack, I forgot to ask you a little bit earlier. But so like in high school and stuff like that, were you an athlete? Did you play football or did you wrestle at all or basketball? No, or I, I don't consider myself an athlete at all. I um. I have vivid memories of my freshman year of high school walking around. Cause I've always been a bigger guy. Um, I was, I, I was always strong and I always worked out. I've, I've loved lifting weights since I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. Um, but yeah, sports, I'm just, I'm just not really like not good. Um, I mean, I'm okay for a guy that doesn't play like organized sports. Like if you throw me in a, you know, a, a YMCA rec league or something I can do. Okay. Playing basketball. Um, I don't think I I could hit a softball, but I couldn't hit a, a fast pitch. Not a chance. I I couldn't catch a, catch a, you know, a pop fly. (laughs) I mean, I'm just not very, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I tried to play football. I remember coaches coming up to me when, you know, cause I was friends with some football players and they're like, who's this guy? He's, you know, I was, in high school, in my freshman freshman year, I was probably two hundred and like thirty pounds. Um, they're like, "Oh, we got to get this guy on the field," you know. And and I went to a couple practices, and I just it just wasn't I it just wasn't there. Um, I think I might have went to like one wrestling practice, and I just I didn't enjoy it. Um, looking back, I wish I I wish I did, um, but um, yeah, I just. And I don't have like siblings or anything like that were like around it or anything. So I just, and my, you know, my, my parents were, weren't f- athletic at all. So I, there was just, I didn't have anybody pushing me for it. I didn't, you know, um, so I just, yeah, I, I wish I did, you know, cause I know the guys that are in the business now that have an amateur background, they're always leaps and bounds ahead of guys. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's a natural fit, but, um, you know, I mean, your, your character work, and I said in, in the past three years, like I said, it's, it's been phenomenal. And, um, but before we get to that real quick, so I don't actually know much about Dreamwave before this, this new resurgence. How long had Dreamwave been around? So, like I said, when I went to a couple of shows in uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, um, I don't believe that was the same promoter, but uh, the owner of Dreamwave, uh, Jay Repsol, who's a very dear friend of mine, um, he was running shows in 2002 to like 04, 05 uh, under um, the company uh, was Revolution Championship Wrestling. Um, I mean, some of the, if you look at some of those cards, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Some of the guys that are still wrestling today that were on those cards that are on TV. I mean, it was CM Punk. It was uh, Raven. Uh, uh, some, some of them are crazy. I, I don't even know where to, where to start. But um, then he he stopped running. Um, and then, uh, I mean, this is probably more his story than mine. But um, I think some other companies after he stopped running i think some other guys were like well we're gonna you know kind of take advantage of this you know he was running five six hundred people we can do that too and it just kind of killed the town because they're like wait this isn't the same thing that we were seeing so i think it kind of lit a fire under him uh and then he started up dreamwave in 2009 okay um and then and like i said i came around in 2012 um I was going to shows in 2011, but I came around uh, the business in 2012. And then um, they had their first last show uh, in December of 2016. So and we did one reunion show in uh, 2019, which was going to lead to probably a quarterly product uh, coming back. But then the pandemic uh, kind of shut that down until we came back um in august of 2022 so um so yeah we've been back now i think um we're a few weeks out from our 10th or 11th show back nice yeah and i mean and they've been bringing in i mean obviously i talked about Bret Hart, but obviously vikingo uh gringo locos come through um yeah i mean they've got some stacked stacked cards so uh, it's it's deep water at Dreamwave. I mean, it's I, I, there's sometimes I'm like I'm gonna be on the show, right? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 really cool. I haven't having Vikingo there. Um, you know, when he first came, you know, came up from Mexico, um, I hadn't even heard of him. And uh, you know, the, uh, Jay was Jay was telling me he's like, oh, we got. I was like, okay, cool. I I trust you. You know, whatever. And honestly, if you look at the um, at his indie dates and, and his um, time here in America, I think the most shows that he's worked, like I think of Vikingo as like a Dreamwave guy. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I just watched him uh, last night on, uh, on TNA. And I mean, he's at, he's at AEW ring of honor all the time. Uh, he's phenomenal. It's, it's been great having him around. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like he was got ranked I think it was eighth on the PWI a couple of years ago. And I think after that, everyone's like the secrets out. And then yeah, yeah. I got to see him for the first time at warrior. Um, when they were in, um, South Bend, that was a couple of years ago. So I was like, wow. Um, but yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, Dreamwave, they came back with a vengeance. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's um, you know, obviously the pandemic screwed up a lot of shit, but uh, you know, so the end of 2016, but uh, another company, how I came on to, to your style, uh, AAW started running LaSalle after that. Um, and listen, after listening to you talk to Mike and everything, so they kind of um, Dreamwave kind of gave you the blessing to start working at AAW or kind of like the push. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, I, yeah, I, I've told this story before, but um, you know, I um, when AAW started running in LaSalle uh, in January of 2017, um, you know, all, all of their crew uh, is is from Chicago and, and in the surrounding areas there. And uh, so they're, they're coming down, you know, an hour and a half, two hours southwest. So they, they kind of didn't know exactly what they were getting themselves into either. Um, and, uh, you know, when they asked Jay at Dreamwave, you know, is there any of your your crew, your people, your workers or anybody that we need to keep on? Um, and, and Jay said, he's like, you, you need to keep Hartenbauer on. Um, I don't know what conversations were had behind closed doors. Right. Um, but I mean, I've always been very self-aware. I know at that time my ring work was, was way, way, way below what, um, AAW was putting out, um, on a month to month basis. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but to their credit, I, I believe, I, I want to say they did 16 or 17 shows over, um, a two year span in LaSalle. Um, I was on every single one of them. Um, I had a match on every single one of them. Um, I, I think I only had two singles matches that were both very, very good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of both of those. Um, uh, one was with Eddie Kingston that I would love to run back one day. Cause I don't, I don't, he, I don't think, I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think he was in a really good place at that time either. Yeah. Um, and I know I just wasn't a, a good enough worker. Um, but now that, I mean, that's one that I'd love to be able to run back one day. Um, was uh, Eddie Kingston working with wrestling back then? Or is that just before that, like with Jeff Cobb and David Starr and everybody? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was in that, that, uh, that time. Um, yeah. And he had just, um, I want to say he was working at, at impact. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was TNA or Impact at that time, um, but uh, yeah, he he had left there and was doing that storyline. Um, and I and they were still running Chicago. Um, they were running a lot of shows back then um, between Chicago and LaSalle. Yeah, and uh, I didn't do any of the Chicago shows, but um, I remember when when they ran their last show in LaSalle. I remember the conversation uh, again very vividly that I had with um, Mike Pekovich and Danny Daniels. And they said, well, just keep working. And um, we appreciate you and we appreciate everything you've done for us here in LaSalle and um, just keep working. And, you know, cause I had offered, I was like, Hey, if there's anything that I can do to help you guys, I, you know, I, you know, let me know. Um, and uh, you know, when they decided to start running again, um, you know, at the tail end of the pandemic, um, I don't know if I was, you know, their first phone call, but I was, I was one of them. And, um, and I, I'd say that's worked out pretty well. That's one way of putting it. I mean, you are a, definitely a former heritage, unfortunately, former heritage <laughs> champion. Um, yeah. I considered you, a, you know, heritage champion before that, 
Um, you know, Trent and I were talking about that. We need to get you recognized, you know, before that whole incident, but you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, um, how did you, so, I mean, basically kind of running between AAW, what were you working before you started coming up to Chicago then with Dreamwave gone and then so you just kind of. Yeah. So I. Are you from uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis area? So there was, um, there weren't a lot of shows running. Um, and I know like, cause everything kind of shut down. What was that? March of 2020. Um, uh, there's a company, um, in the North central, um, Illinois area called Zawa live. Yep. Okay. Um, and they, they were running shows. Um, I want to say they, they started running again. Um, probably late summer um and uh you know i'd go in for a couple of one-offs here and there over the years and uh never was never involved in any storylines it was always just you know hey come in have a match do this do that always had always had a good time and uh i was just telling this story last week to somebody but it's kind of funny how, how all of this worked out i remember uh, my first uh, show back at Zawa um, when, uh, you know, they started running again. Uh, I had picked a buddy of mine up at the airport in uh, Rockford. And I told him, I was like, hey, I'll pick you up, but I have a show today. He's like, oh, I didn't even know you were still wrestling. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, um. I was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll come watch, you know, I'll come hang out. And then we'll, you know, I'm like, yeah, we'll go home right after that. You know, it was only like maybe 50 minutes from home. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went and I didn't think anything of it. There was a, there was a battle Royal and the winner um, got a shot at the, um, it was a number one contenders battle Royal essentially. And whoever was supposed to win that canceled. And uh, the promoter was just, you know, breaking kayfabe here but the promoter's like Art and Mauer, you're gonna win you're like whatever i'm like okay cool and uh you know after that i was like so we gotta talk dates now don't we because <laughs> you know unless we're just not gonna we're, we're just gonna ignore that i'm the number one contender for your title now he's like oh yeah i didn't even think about that um are you available uh this this and that i'm like let me check my schedule you know like i think they were the only ones running <laughs> you know i'm like yeah i'm available and, uh, you know, it, it was before everything shut down, uh, my last match um, was um, I, I might have went about a year in between matches. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'd have to I'd have to look at like, you know, on paper. But I'm trying to think. Um, I, I, I hurt my back and I was like, oh, man, this this sucks you know but i was only working maybe once a month at that point and uh and then i got covid and then the pandemic like shut everything down so maybe it was like eight months but i i thought i might have had my last match and then that happened i thought it was just gonna be a fun you know show up hang out with the guys have a few drinks get yeah. you know and, and then you know wait for the next time you know and um i had a feud with connor hopkins okay um and, and and it just really that lit a fire under me. Um, some some of my favorite matches um, have been with him, and 
you know, all the work that I did there over the course of, you know, that time period, um, you know, that kind of turned me into, started to turn me into the worker that I am now. And I mean, that's only three years ago. Um, so yeah, I was getting a lot of ring time there. Um, and then just a couple different companies and I can't even remember off the top of my head where it was, but, um, then it was, um, April of 2021 when, uh, when, uh, AAW started running again and they were like, Hey, we see you've been, you, we see you've been working, you know, every, cause I, Zawa would always run like two shows a month, which was great. Yeah. Um, so I was still, I was getting ring time. Um, but yeah, they were like, Hey, we see you've been working. Um, we'd love to bring you in. Um, can't guarantee you anything. Um, we'd like to put you on, on, on screen in some form or fashion. Um, and if you look at those first couple shows back, um, at AAW, the, the bodyguard Hartenbauer for Bravo, um, it's kind of crazy what it's turned into. If you look at those first couple, you know, yeah, it's, um, and like I said, um, I, I didn't know this, but Bravo was only supposed to be either there for one show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess Bravo and uh, Danny Daniels worked together in the late '90s. They wrestled each other. I would love to see that match. So if if somebody out there has footage of that, I would love to see it. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I guess I guess they go way back, but they hadn't seen each other in forever. So I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure there's some connection with uh, Bravo's a Michigan guy. I'm sure some of those other guys, uh, you know, from up there, he probably came with them. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, he was only supposed to be there for the one show and, um, we're legit the, the longest, the longest act there. I mean, we've been, you know, Bravo misses some dates, you know, he, he works at TNA. Uh, he's one of their top guys there that I, I mean, I've seen that he's, he, that guy's a hard worker. So him and I, I mean, we, we, we get along really well. Um, we mesh really well. And, and again, we didn't know what to expect. You know, we, we just met each other that day and uh, we kind of hit it off right away. Um, and it's, and you can see that on screen that, that we get along and, and we work really well together. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he, he's the guy's insane, insane work ethic. Um, so yeah, there's some dates that he misses. Um you know, you know, I Vegas missed a couple, maybe one or two shows. Um, but I've been there every single show uh, since they've come back, uh, and it's it's been really rewarding. Yeah, and uh, listen, when I when I uh, you know I reached out to some friends and uh, a former guest and personal friend of this show and friend of yours, Mr. Trent Sabiri, obviously a good friend of yours and a producer over yeah. at AAW. But yeah, he wanted you really kind of um kind of flush out the, the bravo he wanted to ask me like um how is it working with johnny bravo so obviously kind of hit that but um what's the re- one thing listen that you really kind of learned from him because he, he's like i said you can just tell um in the limited interactions he's just got like he's got it like he's fucking wicked smart um yeah one thing what's the one kind of like one thing lesson you kind of learned from working with him um God, I can't even narrow it down to one. Uh, something really big, though, is just like uh, working for the cameras and and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you're always it's, it's it's always easy to be like, oh, yeah, where's the hard cam? But it's it's not just that um, ring positioning and that kind of stuff is really important with, um, 
with working with the cameras um, and, and you're always working. You're not, you know, from the second that music hits and you come out the curtain till the time that you go through the curtain after a match, you know, I know like you're, there's always an opportunity to show your face. Um, and I mean, now, now I've, I, I know in the last couple of years, I've had some of the, um, I've had some very notable matches at AAW, uh, but that first like year back, um, sometimes I'd have, you know, uh, maybe it wasn't a match. Maybe it was just, I'm there for a promo uh, and it's 30 seconds of screen time, but to make the most out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll tell guys that today, um, you know, at AAW, if, if they have an, a match on a live and it's a late arriving crowd um, and they're the opener and alive and there's only 25 people in the crowd, make the most out of it because guess what? This is still going to air. This is still going to be on YouTube. There's going to be a promo afterwards. If you got five minutes, make the most out of it. Get your face out there. Um, uh, and, and as far as, you know, those are like production type things, but um, as far as like the in-ring work, um, you know, my pacing in matches, um, structuring um, and, and building to a moment um, are a lot of things that I've learned from him the last uh, few years. Yeah. The one thing I always liked is like his attention to detail. Um, listen, yeah. I mean, listen, you and you and uh, Sabotage come out. Um, you guys are dressed the same. You guys look like you're fucking heavies. You know, you I mean, you look like it's time for business. And he's got that, that bright orange suit, but everything on there is fucking orange. And I, oh, yeah. Like I said, yeah. it might be, I mean, he could, he could easily pull off a black pair of boots, but the orange, right. boots, like I said, just, I'm like, I have such the utmost respect. And like I said, can, I can you imagine, him. can you imagine what his closet looks like? Right. I, I mean, the, the stuff he has, oh, it's, it's crazy. He'll show up sometimes and he's got, these bright green, oh, it's yeah. Uh, I'll see him on TV wearing some of that stuff, and I'm just like, man, yeah, he he's the man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been great to see. And listen, I really think, um, listen, yeah, you came out on you know on fire because I really like that AEW started doing those lives, you know, because there's a lot of people, um, frontman Josh C, Ren Jones started on that. Obviously, you worked alive, um, and it's a good spot for you know the young kids to get a spot. You know, like you know, like now, like Twist and Flip's been on there a couple times, and Jordan Cross. Yeah, um, I really like that. But the moment, listen, I, I mean, I was at that first show back at the the Galley Arena. You know, at the back. Yeah. Of the um, I, I had a. I was funny. I was, I was leaving that show, and uh, I was driving back back there, and all of a sudden, I heard a really loud crack, and I looked back, and I'm like, oh, there's just fighting back there. Uh, but Mance Warner had jumped a couple guys with a chair, and like you could see my brake lights in the background of the promo, so I always remember that. <laughs> Uh, but the breakout moment, I think, for you, was the moment was like, wow, this guy's a bad motherfucker. Uh, Windy City Classic 2021, uh, the eight-man ladder match. Yes, I know, unfortunately, you didn't win. Uh, but I really thought you were the standout of that. That was the moment I was like, okay, Hartenbauer's here for fucking for real. Um, he's not messing around. And I went back and I watched, uh, you know, you and Trent cut a little promo for maybe 45 seconds or so. But I'm like, ah, this is the moment. So that that was for me. I don't know. I mean, if you want to talk back about that ladder match and if that's kind of like what you thought also, I don't know. But. I, I love that. And actually, I was just talking about that match earlier today. Um, I love that you say that because, um, I, you know, I think um, I was with it being um, the first uh, few weeks of January here. Um, 
you know, I kind of write down some goals, some wrestling goals, some life goals, financial goals, that kind of stuff. Um, the financial ones I never quite hit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at saving money, but yeah. uh, the, you know, the, the wrestling stuff, the last few years, I've been writing down some goals and it's funny that, you, you know, you talk about a live and even just, you know, last year, end of last year, uh, or I'm sorry, end of 2022, I put for one of my goals for 2023 was more main show stuff at AAW. And I mean, I'm on the main show every month now. Um, but I want to say that ladder match was only my second main show. Okay. Yeah. From when we came back. Um, and cause Vega was supposed to be in that match. Um, and somebody canceled Vega got moved to another match. And then I got moved into that match to take his place. And, um, yeah, that match was wild. It like the social media, the buzz and everything on that match was great. Uh, so that put a lot of eyes on a lot of us in that match, but yeah, on, on me too. And, and it's, yeah, I, I, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, that was kind of a, a little breakout moment there. Yeah. Just, I mean, me just being a fan that this is what I was like, Oh, cause I mean, you know, not to be this guy, but I was front row for that. Um, I, I love the Windy City Classic. It's my favorite show. AEW show every year. I know it's the big show. I was just like, yeah, because it's like Jake Landers. Obviously, Shaft's going on to what he's done. You know, he's, you know, current yeah. AEW champion. So that was, yeah, that was the moment. And this, yeah, after that, man, you've been on, I mean, on a fuck of a run. You know, it, it's been it's been fun to see. So. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I don't recall exactly what I did in the months after that, but it would have been, you know, seven, eight months after that when we're doing the build into uh, the Lineham tournament. Uh, and then that was when the feud with Mike Bennett began. Uh, so then that following Windy City Classic was when we had our uh, Bourbon Street fight that um, the, I still have people that come up to me and talk to me about that match today. Yeah, that was uh... – yeah, that was a yeah, that was definitely another enlisted and Mike Bennett. I mean, listen, a guy that has been through some shit. Um, and it's funny because I sat on a Ring of Honor we review of Ring of Honor from ten years ago. So he's you know he's wrote, um, him and Maria are still out there in Ring of Honor and everything. And just to see what he's gone through, and just seems like such a great dude. Yeah, he's one of my closest friends, honestly. Um, uh, they live, you know, pretty close to me, so we work out at the same gym. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, actually, I was on the treadmill. Uh, uh, just a couple days ago, and somebody comes up to me, and I'm like, "Oh, who's that?" And it was Maria, and she's like, "Oh, hey." I'm like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> you know, it's just kind of kind of crazy, but um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's been you know the last four. You know, I've known them for probably five years now. Um, and and I mean, the stuff that I've learned from him over the those five years is uh, and Maria, Maria is like a genius too. It's it's crazy, but um. Yeah, I've learned a lot from them. They're like genuinely good people. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was I was in the building for that one too. And and um, I was walking up the stairs at Bourbon Street, and like I said, looked over on the counter. I saw him cutting the promo after that. I was like, "Ooh, I'm not actually supposed to see this," but it was kind of like kind of eavesdropping a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's right because she's from the Chicago area, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, I, yeah, I didn't know that realize that they were that close to you. So, um. Yeah, so if if you don't want me asking, what kind of what kind of goals? Obviously, um, you know, eventually you probably want to go for that big strap. I'd imagine if if Davy Vega ever loses it, um, he's his arch nemesis now. I'm a big Matt Fitchick guy. 
Uh, Matt Fitcher also won the title at that show, that Windy City Classic. Yeah. So, um, and the promos have been cutting for that. But uh, what other kind of goals um, besides beating up little kids at Dreamway do you have for uh, 2024? <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes to wrestling goals, I you know, I always say it, it sounds cliche, but I mean, I want to just keep having fun um, and having good matches. But I mean, I, I never make like the list of like these guys. I want to work with these guys, but I, I have that list in my head. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, and some of that stuff you can control and some of it you can't. Um, right. but I, yeah, I having gold at AAW, um, is definitely, definitely a goal of mine. Um, and you know, sometimes that stuff is, you know, it's just out of your hands. Um, uh, same thing at Dreamwave. Um, you know, I, I had a Dreamwave championship match in December, um hopefully i'll get another one here um you know down the road uh that's 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 a goal of mine um uh you know i'd like to work work in some more states um uh and you know some of this stuff i know people always kind of some people kind of shit on a little bit but like it was really i don't want to say it was important to me but it meant a lot to me when I was in the PWI 500 this past year. Um, I think that's just, just, I think just the recognition um, of a few years of hard work, I, I think was, was more than anything. It's just, you know, cause it's a, it's a list that's kind of, you know, they really take the top 10 and, and then after that, it's just, you know, whatever. But I mean, that was, it, it meant a lot to me. I mean, that's, um, that was really cool. So, I mean, that's something that now you get it once and you're like, well, now I gotta be in it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So it's like, I gotta keep, you know, doing what I've been doing. And, um, I'd like to get, you know, some more extra work. Um, I'd like to get back to impact wrestling. I'd love to have a match at impact wrestling. Um, I, I probably missed an opportunity, um, in October. Um, I was supposed to be there and, um, some life, uh, Thing, ran into that kind of stuff and um they weren't paid it wasn't paid extra work it was just it was kind of a just a really bad couple weeks where I'm like, I, I just can't i can't get there you know um so i probably missed an opportunity um but um that's something that i'd like to get back to i'd been there a few times um just doing some extra work um you know i don't have these um you know big uh i'm very self-aware i know wwe is not going to come knocking on my door i'm 36 i got bad knees and <laughs> you know that kind of stuff but um never know yeah you're you're right you're 100 right i shouldn't even talk like that because i you know even going back to that first day in wrestling i'm like well if i had just one match had i had higher goals and aspirations who knows what would have happened yeah. um so maybe maybe being self-aware can can be um <laughs> you know, a negative, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that role that I play in the Bravo family, I think would be great on TV. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, there's, there's something there. Absolutely. Um, but that's not something that I say necessarily as a goal. Um, but, um, yeah, I just want to keep having like, you know, like notable matches, um, and moments and, uh, you know, things like that. 
Yeah. And uh, how many states have you worked so far? Because, I mean, you're making towns, obviously, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Um, I'm probably Yeah. Gonna... Um, you know, it's not as, uh, you know, I got friends that are like, oh, we've wrestled in 40 states. I'm like, man, that's. <laughs> uh, I probably like eight or nine. That's good. Um, I mean... Yeah. Um, you know, mostly Midwest. Um, but I, I hit Texas and Florida um, right. the years that uh, Mania was in Tampa and. Um, in Dallas just a few years back. Uh, and then last year when, you know, they were out in LA, I, I couldn't justify that trip. Um, very expensive for, and it's, you know, just, I, I, but I would like to get out to Philly this year. I've never wrestled out there. So um, that's something that I'd, I'd definitely like to do. Yeah. It's um, and listen, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but listen, I mean, me and my buddy keep wishing it, but rumor has it 41 in Romania, 41 supposed to be in Minneapolis. Yeah, I've heard that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be uh um would be very very interesting. But uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. But I've been obviously following your social media. But uh, seems like you've got a pretty big rivalry um at Dreamwave uh with some fans that may be a, a little pint sized. Um, what's going on there? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, no. That was um the, the kids at Dreamwave love me. Uh, I I, I think I I thought I would scare them because I've had a couple matches where I'm just bleeding like crazy and i'm like looking up and uh i'm like oh god there's kids i'm so sorry you know like whatever because like i'm from around here and i don't want to be like oh that hartenbauer guy he's a bad influence whatever uh but no actually those pictures uh were from rocket pro wrestling in okay. joliet okay. uh chicago suburb um that i recently started working for um i think i've been there three or four times now um yeah those kids were great and man i just just giving me the business, the whole match on my entrance, the whole match after the match. I'm just like, okay, this is great. You know, you're doing your job, you know? Yeah. And, and well, I mean, and those kids, I mean, listen, I mean, you, I mean, you think back to when you're a little kid, I mean, if we ever had interactions with wrestlers back then, I mean, I didn't go any of the local shows till I was well in my teens. Like my dad took me to a couple spots, you know, at the Bradley center. But I mean, if mm-hmm. I go to a local show, it would have blown my goddamn mind. You know, mm-hmm. and you see some of these kids at some of you know some of the local shows, just just like, oh yeah, I mean that they'll remember that for forever. So yeah, yeah, that's something that really like you kind of the older you get, you're able to reflect on things a little better and kind of live in the moment sometimes. And I saw those pictures, and I was really grateful um, that the photographer was able to capture those moments because you see, you're looking at it, you're looking at those kids, like the looks in their eyes, you're like, wow, like that's a moment, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm living in it, but like, I look at those pictures and I'm like, those kids are going to want to come back, you know? And, 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 you know, I don't know you change their lives or you ruin their lives. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I'm going to go with change. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> they're after yeah. that wrestling show in the first place, you know? So, yeah. 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 So I know those kids had a blast and, um, yeah, really, really cool. I'm glad those pictures are out there. Yeah, and uh, we were kind of talking a little bit off air, um, and I meant to ask you this, and if my my crew would kill me if I didn't ask you, but uh, you, along with my wife, are uh, is a big Taylor Swift fan, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know it doesn't really fit my uh, my my on screen uh, persona, but uh, yeah, I, big big Taylor Swift guy. She, I mean, um, obviously, I'm a little biased. I said, I mean. I would probably still enjoy Taylor Swift, even if if my wife wasn't a big Swifty. Um, I mean, she's very talented. She's good at what she does. 
Um, you know, she's, I mean, kind of underrated in a lot of ways because people think she's just some crazy pop star. But, you know, knowing all the little things that I know now, um, she's really good at what she does. She's great. I I, I mean, I, I see she, she can, you know, you see now you're seeing you, you watch football and now you're seeing Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. It's like, okay. You know, like I can see how people are like, I'm, I'm tired of her. I'm sick of her, but it's like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's I mean, the, she's the most famous woman in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if she's not one, I, she's in the top five. I can't think of anyone more. I mean, she might be one of the most famous people in the world, period. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, you, you know, you're going to see her, you know, you see her on commercials, you see her, you, you turn on a TV show, you're going to hear her music, you turn on the radio, you're going to hear her music. Um, but the thing is, she has such an extensive library. I mean, she's got a hundred, 200 songs. And I mean, that, that you can sit and sing and, and listen to and, um, you know, so it's not like, you know, you'll hear one song, you're like, man, I'm getting sick of hearing that song. By the time you're sick of hearing that song, they're already playing another Taylor Swift song, you know? Right. Yeah. And me, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I love hip hop. Um, I'm a big hardcore kid. So, I mean, it's kind of obviously totally not my thing in one ways, but just, I mean, the punk rockness of her to say, fuck you to all of her old um, record label people. I'm just going to re-record yeah. stuff. That's my thing. Like, I don't know how people aren't just like, yeah, like we love that. Like, and, 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 and there were people that doubted her and she's made so much more money yeah you know re-recording stuff and yeah and good for her yeah good she's, for her. she's on it if uh if any way you could get the licensing to one taylor swift song to come out to do you have one that maybe you'd uh try to think one that could fit you know your persona um i have uh used one taylor swift song for entrance music um it was ready for it. It was the week that uh, reputation came out. Um, but it has kind of that, you know, it has a good wrestling entrance beginning. Um, yeah. I, I think that would probably be it. Um, yeah. I can't really think of anything that would really fit me too, too yeah. well. Yeah. I'm just like, it is for some odd reason. I'm just picturing uh, the Bravo family coming out to shake it off. I probably, <laughs> I don't think it works. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys, you, you can make it work, maybe, but uh, I, I would definitely lose my shit. But, uh, um, uh, but yeah, a hard bar here before we pull a train station here. Um, is there anything else you want to put over, or anything we may have missed, or you know? I think we covered it. Yeah, th this is awesome, my friend. I, I can't thank you enough. I said you are, you are the first one. Um, listen, I, I've been listening. It was literally that ladder match. I'm like, okay, I'm all in on Hart and Bauer. Um, you can ask the people around AAW. I mean, we've talked very highly about you, so. Um, I love it. I appreciate that. Of course, yeah. And listen, um, I don't know if I'll be back at the next fourth wall show, but I'll definitely be at AAW. Uh, but yeah, once you put over, because I mean, obviously you've got a um, where's your is your merch on pro, uh, pro wrestling tees? Yeah, pro wrestling slash Hartenbauer. Um, I've got five or six shirts on there. Um, kind of always thinking of new designs. Um, you know, you try to be original with your designs. Uh, but the parody stuff always sells really well. Uh, so I've got a lot of beer designs on there. Um, so, you know, some, some WWF pay-per-view knockoffs. I got a survivor series, uh, looking shirt on there, a couple of WrestleMania type shirts on there. I, I, I've always been partial to the heart and bar mania shirts myself. So, yeah, but I will pull the links in there. Um, but yeah, if I don't see you before the 23rd, I will definitely be there booing you. 
um, down at the Berwyn Eagles Club as always. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but I appreciate it, my friend, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Later, dude. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.